never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change About that time for the Big C and Bigger T podcast. I'm your boy, Bigger T, from the the place that I am in South Arkansas, Bearden, Arkansas, soon to be back in, in Thornton, Arkansas, but we'll talk about that some other time. I'm here, as always, weekly with my man, the the one the only CSC Clint Clark Big C how you doing buddy man fantastic can't complain at all um man you know this is this is number 51 51 51 hey do you remember like when everyone was going to storm area 51 oh yeah that was uh I mean everyone like they're like hey Mm-hmm. The government's hiding it, hiding stuff from us. They are, yeah. And do you think they're hiding aliens in there? Do you think there's aliens? Do you be- yes or no, Travis Johnson? Do you believe in aliens? Maybe. Okay. I I, I believe there is a possibility that see, there is something else out there. See, here's my thing. Here, here's my thing. Like, you know, and I used to joke a lot on Facebook that I was a flat earther. Yeah. Y'all, I I, I believe the earth is round. Good. Uh, I, I, I really was worried do. about you for a while. Yeah, because but here's my thing. Like, okay, if the government is lying to us, what good does it do them to lie to us about the earth being flat? Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I don't get why they would lie about that. No. I, I really don't. That's dumb. But, I could get keeping aliens from us from our own good. Yeah. I mean, people can't act right as it begins with. I mean, people don't yeah. treat others right. Imagine, if, like, hey, brothers from Mars. Yeah. I mean, like, like they're here taking our jobs, coming from Mars. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. Uh, then yeah. one side's going to want to give the people from Mars health care. The other one's not. That's right. It's, yeah. a, whole, it's a whole rig. I mean, it's all crazy. Yeah. N- neither one of them is going to trust each other's voting count. So it's definitely. You know, yeah, I mean, it's just. It's <laughs> no. Yeah. It's. Um, people would just freak out if, if they found out aliens. Were right. But man, there's, you know, look. Okay. You can say, well, Travis, uh, you know, how can you say there's a possibility? There's no way, you know, whatever. Look, man, they've declassified some documents recently. And if you haven't seen some of those or haven't seen some of those Joe Rogan episodes where he's interviewed some of those pilots that, that have seen some of those things that have been declassified, 
Like those guys, like th- these aren't dummies. These aren't these aren't uh, like Uncle So and So up in the hills in North Arkansas drinking his bush light, and he's seeing something in the air every now and then, right? Like these are guys that are like trained military, and they're seeing some things do maneuvers in the air that none of their equipment is capable of. <clears throat> and they're flying the best equipment that the military has. So do you really think that there would be an alien? And I'm just asking this because I don't know. I know this wasn't, I, I fear we'd make one joke about this. And we'd move on. Yeah, now, if, if you think be. like there's an alien, like there's aliens that come, come here. Do you think they're going to be just that much more technologically advanced than us? Are they going to have like super if, duper Wi-Fi? If they, make it, if they make it here, then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. We haven't been we've been to the moon. We landed on the moon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we haven't been to another planet yet. So yeah, I guess you I guess you're right. Until we can say I think Pluto's hiding them. That's why that's why they declassified it. The, when we were kids, it was a planet, Daggum. It, it's still a planet to me. It is a planet to me. It's right here. I, I'm willing to fight for that. Heck, let's charge Pluto. <laughs> right now. Let's, let's let's go to Pluto. Because that's where they're hiding them. That's where they are. They declassified. They they knew they were going to declassify these documents. That's why they took it out. I'm getting fired up now. Yeah. Aliens are on Pluto. Let's get a shirt made. Aliens are on Pluto. The aliens and they're like, Pluto, you know what? If it doesn't exist, you can't be an alien. So All right. Big C, Bigger T podcast t-shirt. Ready? On the back, logo on the front, Pluto equals aliens. Done. Step one. Done. How many of you come up with a catchphrase? Step two, make the t-shirts. <laughs> Step three, count the money. That's right. <laughs> we're gonna re- like we're gonna retire from this. That's right. Hey, go ahead. Hey, y'all just go ahead and go right now. Start commenting on social media. Start commenting if you're watching this on YouTube. Tell us if you if you would buy a shirt. If we if we got those shirts made, Pluto equals aliens. If if you would do that, podcast on the back. Don't, yeah, with the podcast logo on the back. If you would buy that, we'll make it happen, Dad Gummit. Yeah, <laughs> we. Will if make we get ten people, the messages saying they'd buy the shirt, we'll That's make right. it. ten people. That's all. We ten. Need. ten, ten people. Not not just you, Gabe. And it's a done deal. We'll do. All it. right, all right. Sorry, we we wouldn't didn't plan on talking about aliens that long, Clint. We're a sports show most of the time, some of the time. Most of the time. Every now and then. Every now and then we talk other stuff. Um, now, th- this ain't a funny thing, but, man, Clint. People are uh, calling this the second Cold War. I don't think they understand what Cold War means. <laughs> right. Cold War means no one did anything. Okay, that's why it was the Cold War. There was no heat behind it. But there's some scary stuff happening in the Ukraine right now. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we just wanted to mention it here. Um, you know, <clears throat> a lot of times when things are going on like this, I, we tell you some ways that you can help if you want to. Um, we were Clint, I don't really know. Some of you may know some ways that you could send some relief if they're needing it. I don't, I don't know if they're putting that out yet. They don't know what the damage is in the Ukraine, all these battles. 
that's probably going to come later. But um, anytime there's war happening in our world, man, uh, it's difficult. No matter what side you agree with, no matter what side you're on, um, war's bad. Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna affect us, you know. It's gonna affect gas prices. It's gonna affect, you know. People think the Ukraine is not, you know, what's the Ukraine? Well, the Ukraine is number one one of the top producers in uranium and titanium, and they got a lot of oil. Okay, and so that it means those natural resources. That's a lot of money flowing through there. Um, they, the uranium is needed for for miss nuclear missiles okay and so that's why russia wants them and so it's a uh it's scary stuff but you know what it's okay clint or do you got thoughts on ukraine no i just i mean it, like you were saying we I mean they're pretty much you not a lot we can do right now um it, it was pretty cool seeing the klitschko brothers mm -hmm. like you know they're like hey we're 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 fighting yeah you know, that, that, that was, I mean, you hate that they're having to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it's cool seeing like, you know, probably your more famous countrymen being like, yeah. we're winning. we're going to fight it. it. It's scary. It's scary stuff. We grew up in the age where, you know, kids now they don't see Russia as our biggest enemy. And we grew up at a time oh, yeah, yeah. where, you know, they were the bad guys uh, in all the movies. Right. Yeah. I mean, red Dawn, yeah. Rocky four. That's right. Um, I mean, yes. do I need to go any further? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm making a joke, but, you know, but, I mean, for real, we grew up, Russia was the enemy. And and now, you know, it's just it's just scary stuff. Positive vibes definitely going their way. Yeah. Well, definitely, we can always pray. And uh, that, that can uh, – and just remember, uh, you know, it's always good to think about what other people are going to and that it motivates you to be better – and how you treat people and how you live your life here. Because they're, you know, we're not, you know, in a city where bombs are getting thrown at us and we're worried about our life and we have freedoms. Uh, and, and those freedoms, too much is given, much is required. And so let's, let's uh, treat people well, let's treat people fairly, let's be kind. That doesn't cost us anything and show people love. All right. <clears throat> Clint, the baseball team uh, has started. Did you know that? Did you know college baseball? I did. I did. You know what I didn't realize is came and gone. What's the that? Winter Olympics. What? The winter. You know, every four years, they they do the Olympics. Oh. And apparently, apparently, the Winter Olympics happened. This is the year for Winter Olympics. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> well, I didn't. That's crazy. <laughs> I think every week we have to make a joke. Like, we didn't know the Winter Olympics yeah. was going on. Once again, I, I totally forgot that happened. I forgot that we, we made the same joke last two, three weeks. We, we haven't even done our curling uh, <laughs> coverage yet. <laughs> I know. And pro baseball ain't going to happen, it don't look like, for a while. Uh, but college baseball has happened. And, uh, well, man, so far we're – Two weekends in and mixed bags going two for three, two for three and two and yeah. two weekends, two weekends, which I mean, that's winning series. If, if you want to look at it like that, but um, of course we start off with uh, Illinois state um, 
one lost the Friday to them, uh, went then won the second two. And this week we beat Indiana on on Friday. Mm. They played a doubleheader yesterday, and they played uh, Stanford. Stanford and lost, got shut out. Yeah. They're not hitting incredibly well. Uh, the bats will eventually wake up and they'll find their rhythm. Yeah. Uh, but what's been really the, the the beautiful thing about Arkansas sports is you if you go there's an Arkansas kid on the team that everybody loves likes yeah. and they get a story behind them, the fans always gravitate to them. And I, we talked about this with baseball bowl a little bit last year. Every time you go to a thing about what what up with Connor Nolan, what up with Connor Nolan, right now Connor Nolan's a Friday starter. Yeah, and he is playing really really well. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, they're gonna have to finish out, you know, figure out the rest of the rotation. But they got some young arms. Uh, they're just gonna have to uh, believe Smith is the day two starter right now, and uh, or the second game starter, and he's been a mixed bag. Um, so they're gonna have to kind of figure him out. Uh, but he's a he's a freshman, right? So um, they'll get him going. Um, I haven't looked at the stats though. How, how's our Wooster boy doing? Um, Bridge Slugger. Man, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I checked and I can't remember. I mean, I'm getting old, Travis. I know. I know. Yeah, I got that any timers. You know, I can't remember. That's right. He has started third though. Uh, no, yes. we're talking about Caden Wallace. Uh, he's a he, uh, town I grew up in uh, right outside of Greenbrier is Wooster. I was the uh, – until him, the greatest athlete to ever come out of Wooster. I still call you the king of the streets of Wooster. That's right, king of the streets of Wooster. Someday I'll be the mayor of Wooster. That's my goal in life. Um, one day. It's probably not that hard to achieve. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> it's kind of like a hostile takeover. I, just I think out. one of my old bus drivers is the mayor of Greenbrier. Really? Who's that? Sammy Joe, I think. Sammy Joe Hartwick. Is he really? I think so. Don't quote me on that. That's what I'm talking about. I don't care enough to get involved in local politics. Sammy Joe had a great mullet, didn't he? He did. He had a gorgeous mullet. Back in the day, yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> now, uh, so these games, Clint, have been on a streaming service. Is that right? They've Flow Sports, which I'm familiar with Flow Grappling because a lot of the jiu-jitsu competitions mm. – um, they'll stream them live on Flow Grappling. So I guess they're trying Flow Sports. I hear there was all kinds of issues. Yeah, I listened to it a little bit on the radio, but because uh, I tried to get on because I have ESPN Plus. What I love about ESPN Plus, and this is your free plug, ESPN Plus, send monies, is I can usually watch anything I want. And yeah. so I was trying to look for the game, and I couldn't find it. And I was I was spicy about it. I'm like, I ain't paying to watch nothing. Yeah. Of course, there was one time when I decided I was going to upgrade my satellite package mm. to watch the Arkansas Colorado State game. It was on CBS Sports. Yeah. And um, that was uh, the first of many Chad Morris debacles. Yeah. Changed yeah. quarterbacks at halftime. There's nothing wrong with the guy that played the first half and yeah, yeah. didn't go for fourth and short. And then it was just like, woo. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're four, you're going two and ten back to back years. Yep. And oh, Chad boy. Well, now, Clint, usually by this time, we've already talked about it. Uh, we've already introduced this segment, but we decided to put it a little later today. Our holy snikes moment Ooh. came from 
<laughs> the Razorback basketball game against Kentucky. Um, there was a picture went out of a Kentucky player shooting free throws. And people started noticing well, there's something weird with this picture. Up high above the basket, there was an Arkansas fan that was shining the moon, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, while the guy was shooting, showing his, um, his backside, back. showing the booty. That's right. You know, it, it, what do you it, think it, about mooning the shooter, Clint? What's your take on that? Um, uncalled for, classless. Yeah. Um, whoever was working security in that section, if they didn't do something, they should be fired. Yeah. Um, that play, the player probably didn't even see it. It's probably just background stuff to him. He probably yeah. didn't. If he looked up, like, oh, wow. I mean, you know, there, there's, there's ways, there's ways to distract players, wave your arms. You know, there's clever stuff that people have done. The most clever thing I've ever seen done was I think it was Duke, North Carolina, where they had the curtain. And they drop the curtain. It'd be like any kind of funny, silly yeah. thing. Yeah. They had the guy in the speedo. Yeah, I mean, like that was brilliant. That was just look. It made us. It made us look like a bunch of drunk hillbillies that just don't care. Yeah, if you were there with your family, how would you like to explain to your daughter why she's seeing a guy's bare butt? You know, yeah, it, that's just not. It's a family atmosphere. Um, it's supposed to be. Um, so, you know, that uh, that guy probably, you know, I don't know if anything will happen to him, but, you know, they were trying to figure out who he was for sure. Um, I'm sure he I'm sure he'd been overserved before the game. Yeah. And he yeah, stuck something in and got over and served during the game. He more than likely had a little extra courage to do, make that happen. Yeah. yeah. Now in the game, Clint, that was a man. That was a good game. Our boy uh, JD Note. Clint, how good is JD Note? Man, he is. He is. He's great. I mean, he's he's yeah. a great player. But you know, JD went for thirty, had eight assists. Um, he'll still he'll still take shots that he shouldn't take. Yeah. I know, like, they must pull him out of the game. You know, it was like, hey, because he took a jump step back three that he probably shouldn't take him. Yeah. He, but he was feeling it. Um, played played a great game. He's getting a lot of serious Arcan, uh, SEC player of the year chatter. Yeah. Really is. Uh, what, what do you think about his candidacy for player of the year? Because me personally, I don't even think – I wouldn't put him as MVP on this team. Yeah, I think um, I think JD is he is a, a stat stacker, okay. And stat stackers aren't just because they put up lots of stats are not necessarily your best players. Um, Russell Westbrook, for one, okay. Guys set records with triple doubles and then NBA. His teams can't win, okay. Now, JD's doing it on a winning team. And I'm, I'm like, there's, uh, I, I really feel like JD's playing defense. JD is playing off the ball well. Um, he sometimes he takes them out of rhythm on offense because he just pops up shots. Um, if he's not hitting, he can hurt us in games. 
thankfully he was hitting those shots at Kentucky. Um, I'm not for sure if he's player of the year, SEC player of the year. He may have the stats to compete with that, but if I'm watching, well, if I'm watching him and I'm watching the center for Kentucky, this, I mean, I'm sure he's up for SEC player of the year. Oh yeah. And he, to me, even though he may not put up the amount of points, but everything else he does for his team on both ends of the floor, I would, I would still probably vote for him. Even though I'm a hog fan, I'm a homer. I would still vote for him to be player of the year. I would vote for, I would vote for Jalen Williams to be player of the year before. No, I, I would. I think Jabari Smith, you know, he, he's, he's on that yeah. list. Um, like you said, big O, the center. Yeah. I, I want to try to say his name. Ojibwe? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But Sounds big O, the, the center from Kentucky, he's very, very good. Transfer from West Virginia. Yeah. And yeah, then, I mean, and listen, I don't want to take away from Note because I mean, you hear Musk oh, no. talk about him. Note, uh, you know, Musk just brags on him like crazy. You know, Musk talks about his. Did you hear Musk talk about his recruiting visit? I did not. That is one of his favorite recruiting visits ever. He said because all they did was go out and eat pizza, and talk basketball. He said a lot of times on recruiting trips, he said the guys go get steaks and they order a couple steaks because they take a couple home with them. Because you know the school's paying for them and, and everything, and and said Note he didn't care about that. He just wanted to talk ball. He wanted to talk. Uh, he said he's very intentional in all the things he does. You know, as far as studying for for games and learning and all that kind of stuff. And so you hear all that kind of stuff about him, and it makes you forget some of the things that he does that frustrates you on the court sometimes, you know what I mean? And so, um, no taste is wonderful, man. And we wouldn't be where we're at without him right now. We, we would not be where we're okay. at without him. We need him. He's a, he's a scorer. We need him. Um, but I still think Jalen Williams, man, and Jalen Williams played that game, Clint. He was puking at halftime. Yeah, he was, he was sick. He didn't, you know, he was taken out a few. I was like, there was a couple times he was out during the game. I'm like, that's not normal for him to be out right now. And then you get to the end of the game and you find out dude was puking at halftime. He was sick the whole time. And he still had a double-double. Yeah. And and Kamani Johnson came in and played well. He did. He did. He, did. he played well. He got – Especially – the way he was outsized. Yeah. He no, no, he, he, he held his own, and that's what you needed, someone to let Jalen sit down, catch his breath. Mm. And then he did He did his thing. He, he's, yeah. he stepped up in this game, outsized, outmuscled, but but he, he fought. Mm. That's, that's, what, that's all you asked for. Um, man, why do you think the bigger lineups work so well? Because you really – because we got LSU coming in on on Wednesday, and that was kind of when he switched his lineup. Started Devo coming off the bench, went with the bigger lineup. Um, well, I think mainly Clint. I think because those guys are so versatile. Yeah. Even though they're big, they're versatile bigs. Their guys, if they have you know, uh, Way can guard a guard. You know, uh, Umute can guard a small guy. 
you know, he can guard the best three-point shooter out there and shut him down. Uh, Stanley can can guard out on the perimeter. But they're also 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, with long arms. So they, they, <clears throat> they rebound well, and they're willing rebounders. So to me, it's just the – it's not the necessarily they're bigger, it's they're more versatile. They're the most versatile guys we have. Yeah. You know, they're, they're guys that – you know, because – and that's one thing about Muss's defense. You know, he – you're not just stuck on one guy. You, you, you know, you switch on screens. He switches screens. So, you know, you, you may be guarding a point guard and all of a sudden the, the center is guarding the point guard, you know, because there's been a screen, you know, and so you, they've switched. And so that's why Jalen Williams will be out there on, a, on the perimeter on somebody. And so I think just the versatility and the willingness to do, those are the guys that are willing to do the little things to make this team go. Well, if you look at the guys he's got coming in next year, the the this number two recruiting class that he has coming in, you know they're they're of that mold, you know Pinion, uh, Dunning, and I think Walsh are all like six 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 seven, small mm-hmm. forwards, but they can play anywhere. Yep. Uh, Ford and Nick Smith, they're both six four six five. Yeah. So I mean that's he likes those positionless basketball players. I mean you're you're yeah. kind of seeing. And I think that's what he recruited them for. And now he's got them doing it. But what's crazy is, and I, I don't know if we talked about this last week, this team has probably got the least amount of NBA talent that he's going to yeah. have. Yeah, we talked it's, about that last week, I think. Well, I can't remember. I can't remember with me or you, Mark Vowell. But, yeah, it, it's insane. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i really excited about seeing what they – and and I mean, you're talking about this on Marco Polo about, you know, we're talking about how great J.D. Note is. Yeah. And how great J.D. is. I I don't know if JD would start next year. Yeah. I mean, because he's going to take minutes from, you know, a five star. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal to me. Remember Jalen Barford? Yeah. Okay. He was amazing, right? Remember, I mean, he was he was really good. I thought he had better pro potential than I see in Note. And he didn't make it in the pros. No, and I think Note's got a better has better college game. My my well, maybe so. Barford was good though, man. Well, he, he had Mason one. Jones out there with him. Yeah. He's the number one JUCO player in the country coming out of JUCO. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, I'll tell you the other thing about that I'm excited about for that team next year, Clint, is not only are they versatile like some of these, like Mude and Stanley are, but Hopefully, it seems like they're better scores, right? They're more known right. as scores. Right, yeah, we don't One have – One thing that frustrates me about these guys, like, and we're doing great. We're on a winning streak, man. There's not a lot to complain about. But can you imagine what the score would be if we could hit layups? Well, it's kind of like we looked at – for example, I remember you looked Muss's first year, you know. Yeah. Mason Jones broke out. Yeah. And I just sit there and go, if this team had Daniel Gafford. Yeah. This team had Daniel Gafford. Yeah. Would be a legit Final Four team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, I mean for real. I mean, that was a – you add a big, like, Daniel Gafford on that team. Yeah. But course, there's not any teams that wouldn't take Daniel Gafford. Yeah. yeah. You put Daniel Gafford on your team, you're immediately a better team. Yeah. 
But, you know, Clint, that's what amazes me about this team, though, is we're doing this. They're doing this. And they're looking like one of the, you know, how we're not ranked in the top 10, I still don't get. But Number 14 today. That's, that's amazing to me. Even Barrett Sally, Sally or whatever came out today and said how Arkansas is not a top 10 team is absurd. But anyway, we're doing this. Not shooting amazing, right? I mean, mm. shooting pretty good, decent percentage, but not amazing. We can't hit layups in some games. I mean, that Florida game, how many layups did we – how many you know shots right at the basket did we miss, you know? And we're still winning games. We're still beating some of the best teams in the nation, Okay. It's amazing to me. I love it. And they're doing it by doing all the little things very well. That's the key to success for this team is you hear Musk talk about it in every press conference, spacing, sharing the ball, and and playing hard effort on defense. And they're, they're doing that. Their effort in rebounding. They're efforting defense. They're efforting, you know, going after steals, going after charges. They're showing great effort, and they're they're on offense. They're spacing, and they're moving the ball around. And just by doing the basics and having some pretty good players. Now, some amazing stuff. Another thing that I think has made a huge difference in this team is Bud freaking Walton Arena. Yes. I mean, guys, and, and there's been some, and, and we'll talk about this more later. You know, we're, you know, we had the mooning incident that we we talked about, but man, Bud Walton has been loud. It has been, you know, it is it is shaking opposing players. And that's just Arkansas fans. When when you give Arkansas reason fans a reason to show up and show out, they do it. And it's been a sight to behold. Yeah. Stripe out, the red out, the white out. I mean, it's all just been. Yeah. Well, well, Clint, stripe out, red out, white out, all that stuff. What did you think about the walkout? I didn't have a problem with it. I, I know we were talking a little bit more on Marco Polo, and Robert seemed to have a little bit more problem with it. And this is me just picking on Robert because there's a lot of people that had a problem with it. I think it was a, Arkansas had a pretty. Uh, uh, the crowd was fired up. I was trying to think for the word I wanted to use. Um, but, yeah, the crowd was fired up. It was loud. You know, I, I know I noticed the same thing you did with, like, the three guys on the corner with the ball, you know, just yelling at the players. Mm. We had just stormed the court against Auburn. Yeah. So, so I had no problem with it, like, getting – like, get y'all go ahead and go to the locker room. Let's get out here as soon as we can. Yeah. You know, I had zero problem with that. Um, and I actually, and I think you, and you're going to disagree with me here. I didn't have a problem with like Calipari just giving Mussman the thumbs up and like, you good. Okay. Yeah. Going away. Because you had, because you had this, you had this intense environment. You had just had Jalen, Juan uh, Howard throw a punch. It's best, you know, just like, hey, let's just, We'll get out of here. It was a hard fought game. You know, you hope they at least change the text or a phone call later on. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, bud? 
I, I'm with you on the team walking out early. I think um, I'm fine with that because uh, if there's any negative to how raucous the, you know, the. No, that's the word the I was looking for. Happening. I appreciate it, Travis. Huh? That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. If there's, if there's any negative, it's the, it's the fact that, you know, there's some really, really mean things being said to those players. Okay. And I think you can, you can, you can get on them and you can, you know, you know, you can do some things and make some jokes and, you know, do, to try to, you know, get them out of their head and stuff like that. But yelling the F word over and over, like those guys were doing on the sideline, if I was reading lips correctly, and I may not have been reading lips correctly, but. I hope you weren't, sure, but I bet you're right. I think I was reading the lips pretty correctly there. Um, you know, and then knowing that we had rushed the court, like you talked about against Auburn, you know, Calipari didn't know that they were going to, or he probably didn't know if we, they were going to allow him to rush the court or not, because he also knew that our AD had allowed that court rushing and encouraged it, you know, and so, and was okay with it. And so he didn't know any of that. So yeah, let's protect our team. Let's go ahead and get those, the, you know, the rest of the bench off there and, uh, you know, get them back to the locker room. Now I did not like the fact he didn't shake hands because by that time he saw that security was posted up, that they were not rushing the court. He did not have to get out in a hurry. Uh, he could have, um, he could have shook hands with Mus and went on about his business. But I, to be honest with you, I don't expect the high road ever to be taken by Calipari. Just to be honest, there's a lot of Calipari hate. Did you the see? The guy that? leaves a trail of hurt and bad stuff everywhere he goes. It's going to happen at Kentucky. He's just so big at Kentucky right now that he's untouchable. But I promise you, he is cheating. He is doing things he shouldn't do. He always has, okay? He always has. And you can say, well, everybody cheats. Well, not everybody's gotten caught. He's gotten caught, okay? He was at UMass. He left to go to the pros. He got caught, okay? He leaves the pros, you know, and, and then UMass has to pay for it because he's gone to the pros making big money. He goes to Memphis, okay? Does pretty well there. Kentucky gets calling. He goes to Kentucky right after he leaves. Memphis is hit with sanctions from the NCAA. Calipari doesn't get anything because he's happy up in Kentucky. Now he's at the Kentucky. He's at the, you know, one of the few schools. It's like it's like Alabama. It's like uh, Ohio State. The schools that are almost untouchable unless you do something really bad. Right. And and he's he's gonna get away with a lot there. So I don't I don't like the guy. I'm just gonna be straight up with you. He you listen to his post game press conference. Please go listen to his post-game press conference after the Arkansas game. It's on YouTube, free to listen to. The guy, you will understand why I 
wouldn't like him. He doesn't yeah. gives Gabe no Arkansas credit. Zero credit for the win. Zero credit to the other team. None. Zero credit to the coaches. It's all uh it's all because you know, you know, it's it's all because they made mistakes that they lost. It wasn't because Arkansas played well. Muss, I get frustrated with Muss and his post-game press conference because he acts like a little kid that just got caught, you know, it, you know, it's been put in the corner, you know, he's always real fidgety and he kind of short and with the with his answers and stuff. Yeah, he's like, I just got I just got out of timeout, but I wasn't happy that I'm in timeout. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But at least when he does it, he will talk about, well, but you know. Hofstra played well. You know, they just beat us. They hit shots. They beat us. They did better than us. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll say those things, even though he may have a bad attitude at the time. He's at least giving credit where credit's due. And Calipari doesn't even have class enough to do that. So, um, yeah. Is that is that enough bad things to say about Calipari? No, you you honestly, we could fill up the rest of this podcast. Would you just yeah. things about Caliber? Did you see him get uh the hog them hog calling him at uh, Herman's? Yeah, yeah, he went out to eat at Herman's, which apparently he's up there every time he comes to Fayetteville. Like he he knows the guy that owns it. Yeah, and, and so they were hog calling. That's some good fun. Do that. Yeah. Don't moon people. Yeah. Don't shout vulgarities at children, guys. I'm gonna tell you something. These are children. Yeah. They're kids. Yeah. So stop it. Yeah. Hey, stop it. Stop it. Just stop. Stop it. We are better than this. We are. Arkansans, we are better than this. We can make a difference. We're the home of of diamonds. Yeah. Diamonds. Diamonds. Like we have diamonds in Murfreesboro just coming out of the dirt. You know what diamonds are We're for? better than this. It's coming out Forever. of the dirt in Murfreesboro. Diamonds. Diamonds. Multiple carats of diamonds. What does that mean? Yeah, there you go. We're better than By this. By the way, no, no, no. Have you had you ever heard of Duke Deuce? Oh, Duke Deuce. Is he the one that sing? I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I didn't know. My stepson, uh, my stepson knew who he was. I, I had no earthly idea. Yeah. Um, but I did listen to Crunk Ain't Dead on Alexa. And yeah, well, and you mentioned it earlier, so I listened, and uh, I had to shut it off pretty quickly uh, yeah. because it, it said a lot of words that I don't like to say or hear. My favorite part about the song is it's a minute 53 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, but the kids, the kids, they love it. I Apparently mean, they, they love him. Yeah. They love him. They, they, they love him. him at the game, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was the special guest of the game, and he was having a blast. He was celebrating the locker room. But, you know, why me, a 45-year-old man, like, this is stupid. Why does he do this? The kids and the recruits love it. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine they had a recruit? Like, it's Duke Deuce. Yeah. Frank ain't dead. He's with them in the locker room. Well, but, Clint, here's the deal. I consider myself a connoisseur of good rap. You do. I've been a rap fan for a long time. And uh, since back in the day, okay, and listening to his song, I got to tell you, 
I don't get it. <laughs> I wasn't impressed. Uh, uh, I'm sure Duke Deuce is a nice fella. I'm glad he's a Razorback fan now, or at least he was for one night. But there's a lot of better ones out there. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good ones that I just uh, I I don't know I I think I think they could they could find someone better to listen to than Duke Deuce. I I yeah <laughs> yeah. So why don't we give them something to listen to? Let's give we're gonna give you kids some. We're gonna do our top five favorite rappers. Top five of all time. All time, and I, I'm looking at my list, and I bet everybody can be everybody can tell when when I grew up. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody, like oh, <laughs> yeah, this guy's definitely Gen X. Now, the, and these are our favorites. Okay? Our favorites. These aren't necessarily, um, yeah, these aren't necessarily the best of all time, but these are the ones, that, and and these are. And I'll be honest with you. I'm saying that the I think these are the best, as far as I say. Right. I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. This group wouldn't be necessarily my rap, my Mount Rushmore, the most important figures of rap. These are just my favorite rappers. So I tell you yeah. what. Why don't I start it off? I'll go first, and you go second. Okay. Uh, so at number five, I have Tupac. Hmm. I mean, I know that seems low on the list for Tupac, but when you Look at who there is. I'm like, no, like, yeah, I wouldn't put him up. You could say anybody that didn't say too low. Um, yeah, yeah. So Tupac was was amazing. You know, uh, I mean, it, it definitely he it definitely uh, got too soon. Changes, uh, hey mama, nothing but a gangster party party. That got stuck in my head the other day. Because oh, we're wow. at school, we were talking about a pizza party. <laughs> I start going nothing but a pizza party, party. And one of the kids were like, "You listen to that song?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was around when that came out, homeboy." <laughs> so, I, I grew up on rap. That's right. I'm from the streets of Wooster. You don't know what it's like. Anyway. A lot of a lot of gravel. Uh, All right, my number five. This is so tough to rank these, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm flipping a couple of mine right now. I'm, I'm just telling you. Um, anyway, I just I got to go with my five I got here, and I just there's so many. Like I got I got some honorable mentions to throw in there later, but my number five is Eminem. You know, he didn't make my list. I'm going to go and spoil that, but I mean, it was hard keeping him off. Uh, what he does with words. Uh, I'm not a big fan of all of his songs. I will tell you that I have the radio version of Lose Yourself on my phone. And it is a very motivational song. And I, I it's one of my favorite uh, uh, rap songs to just listen to I, I love it okay uh what he does with lyrics though and the way he can make not only um just rhyming things but the intensity that he has i'm not big on his goofy songs you know the, the but like uh 
cleaning out my closet and yeah. uh, uh, fearless. And some of those. When he gets intense and he gets and the guy shares like, I mean, he just I mean, he just goes straight to his heart, man, and he just ah, I'm just super. It's impressive to hear the rhymes that he puts together. Um, I wish we could have done a top 10 because I, I'm thinking of other people too as I'm describing him. But anyway, my number five is Eminem, Marshall Mathers. Man, this one I thought about moving up to number two, but I can't justifiably put him in front of one, two, or three. And I hate it. And I think I, my, my number four is Biggie Smalls, the notorious B.I.G., yeah, but here's the thing: is how much bigger could him and Tupac have been had there not been, had they not died so soon? Well, how old was Biggie when he died? Like he was young, they were, they were still, babies. Dude. I mean, they were just babies. Yeah, Tupac had been around a little longer, but yeah, I mean, they were just they they were kids. But man, you you know, my nickname in Jiu-Jitsu is Big Papa. You know, they just yeah. You know, I thought about coming out to Big Papa when I did my. I mean, when you come to Big Papa. Yeah, I thought about coming out to that my first uh, super fight, but I was like, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. Yeah. And then McGregor comes out to hypnotize. I mean, it just. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. Hey, I'll tell you another one. Um, going back to Tupac, have, uh, have you seen, well, you, I know you've seen it, Creed. Yeah. You know, he comes out to Hail Mary. That's a great ring entrance song. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so what you uh, got? So my number four is one you probably never heard of, Clint. I'll be honest oh. with you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going into the Christian genre, and most people think that Christian artists are people that just can't make it in the real world, so they do Christian music. But there's a rapper named KB. Uh KB did an album called Wait and Glory several years ago. And that album, Clint, is, I think, one of the best rap albums ever produced. And I've I've got a lot of good rap albums that I've listened to over the years. And I would put it up against, like, his, their, every song is good. There's not any of them, there's not any of them you would skip. Okay, you would you 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 listen to every single one of them and the cool thing about it is of course him being a christian artist is his music has a lot of meaning to it but it's not done in a cheesy you know i mean i grew up you know the only christian rap i had was dc talk to listen to and everybody made fun of me because they thought they sounded like new kids on the block Okay, but that was the only rap out there. And they did sound like New Kids on the Block. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, now Toby Mac, he's touring, you know, worldwide. And I mean, he's a big thing now. But, but you know, that, that, was, that was all we had. And now there's some Christian rappers that are guys that could make it in the regular, in the secular world. But, but these guys have Bible degrees. They're intelligent. And to be honest with you, a lot of rappers get lazy and they just, it's easy to rhyme cuss words. Yeah. It's real easy. It's a lot harder to rhyme whenever you don't have those to fall back on. Yeah. And uh, KB, man, he, um, 
if you're out there and you got kids that like rap music, but you don't like them listening to vulgarities, uh, get get them on KB. I'm telling you, they will love him. Uh, his songs, the beats are very good. Uh, whoever does his beats do a great job. He's kept up with the times. So it's, you know, his beats don't sound old and lazy. I mean, they, they sound like a lot of Christian rappers do. I mean, he, they're, they're good. And, um, and he, and his songs sound different. He don't, none of his songs sound exactly like where a lot of rappers, a lot of them sound the same. His sound different. Anyway, so KB. KB giving you money. No, but I'll, 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 I'll give you our time, but you were selling him pretty hard. I'm telling you, he's worth listening to. I'm telling you, he's yeah. worth, he's, if you've never listened to him, check it out. He's got a, a newer album called uh, Primetime, and he's got some songs on it. Man, it's just, it's just good. So, now, my number three mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't think you're going to find him in the religious section. No, probably not. He is the Snoop D-O-double-G. Snoop, no. Snoop, no. And you got, you know, and him and Tupac, they're kind of, you know, they're married together. They came on the scene about the same time. Well, Snoop was a little earlier. A little little bit earlier. But, man, uh, in the longevity of Snoop's career, I mean, he's he's an icon now. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah. I can't complain much about that one. No. He, he's a solid number. Th- and that's why I'm saying, I'm like, well, I can't put Biggie. Like, just because of the longevity of his career. I mean, they had him as, like, on the voice as, like, the coach. Yeah. You know, he came in. I mean, he's, he's a yeah. global music superstar. I mean, he is what it is. Yeah. The king of Long Beach. I've also been to Long Beach and won the Long Beach Open. Just not, but, hey, he's, he's a king. You know what I'm saying? Well, my number three. Well, I'm the king of rock. They call me Sire. I won't quit rapping till I retire. Come on now. You know who that is? It's Run I, DMC, I, I, baby. I, I was going to say Run DMC, but I was scared to get it wrong. Because Clint, don't you know that it's tricky? It's, it's tricky to rock around the rock around this right on time. It's tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Sorry, man. Um, my Adidas. Come on now. No, nah, man, I, I love Run DMC. Run DMC, those guys, uh, you know, when, I mean, everything they did was so good. They they came hard. They were intense. Uh, once again, a lot of their songs, you you know, e- you know, even a person like me that I, I try not to listen, I don't listen to stuff with vulgarities in it anymore. I can still listen to a lot of Run DMC because a lot of their stuff didn't have it. Okay, yeah. so there, but it's still hard in your face, intense stuff, and and man, and then the just the path they paved, uh, them working with with Aerosmith on Walk This Way, I mean, what that did for music, John. I mean, you know, if we didn't have that, you know, we wouldn't have Pod and Lint Biscuit and and all those that we enjoyed, you know, as, as we were growing up, and that the the kind of rock rap mix. So uh, yeah. run DMC, man. You you know, and I'm thinking my number two is I, I put Dr. Dre down is who I had. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to keep it at Dr. Dre. But if I thought, of, if you think about groups that have had individual successes, the only two that I can think of that would be on par with 
NWA would be like the Eagles with Don Henley, Glenn, Glenn yeah. Fry, some of those guys, and the Beatles. Yeah. I'm talking about to go out and do your own thing, but still be just great as a group. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think NWA's contributions, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. But Dr. Dre just – once he left NWA, he just skyrocketed, started his own label. Uh, I mean, as a producer, anything. I mean, you couldn't do a Mount Rushmore rap, not less a top five. No, you may do it, but at least I couldn't and leave Dr. Dre off. Well, I'll tell you, I did leave Dr. Dre off because uh, I do think of him a little more as a producer. No, I, I I can I can respect he, that. He's a good rapper, um, but I'm thinking of the lyricist and just the way they you know what they did, and and that and I don't think of him as a lyricist. I think him I think of him as a genius. No, oh, yeah. Now the thing is, he wrote a lot of stuff to make these other guys on this list on this list. Yeah. You know? And he produced beats that these other guys could put lyrics to that make them on this list. Okay. So if you're, if you're talking the most impactful guy in rap, he's there. That's what I'm saying. And to me, there's a difference between a Mount Rushmore and a yeah. top five list. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Snoop's, I mean, not Snoop, Dr. Dre's yeah. picture is undeniably up there on the Mount Rushmore rap. Yeah, and, and when I put my list together, I was thinking some a lot of the content of the the fact that guys did it themselves, um, and I'll, I'll explain some of that later. My number two, play a play. It's the Stoop Deal Double G. Oh, our first one that's on both our lists. Yeah, dude. I Snoop, like you, all the things you said, the longevity, the fact that. After the, the Super Bowl, my students at my school are doing the Crip Walk, like he, the little dance like he did. You know, they're, they're all trying to do that at school this last couple of weeks. You know, I mean, he's – how old is he? Like 50-something? 700 years old. Yeah, I mean, he's – you know, I mean, come on, man. And then he just – he's – Called himself Snoop Lion for a little while. He did a reggae album. Yeah. He did a, did you know he did a gospel album? I did not. I knew about the reggae. He did some kind of gospel album. Of course, I, I don't know about a gospel album from a guy that's <laughs> puffing, <laughs> puffing on weed as he's singing. No, he, yeah, he, he goes, I gotta go, hold on. Yeah. I gotta go do the yeah. same. <laughs> but yeah, well, but Bob Marley was a spiritual guy too, you know, and he wrote a lot of spiritual stuff. So, Hey, you know, to each his own, I guess. But anyway, but yeah, Snoop, uh, once again, you said a lot about him earlier, but he just, man, he, he's just so good. And then his voice, the way he puts lyrics together, he can almost, he almost sings his lyrics sometimes. Um, man, he's just, he's so good. So, so Snoop's number two on mine. I'm really shocked that your number one was not run DMC. I honestly am. Yeah. I would have put money on that. Um, so my number one, you know what you got to do, Travis? You got to fight. 
<laughs> you got to fight. You do. For your right. My manager's crazy. He always smokes dust. He's got his own room at the back of the bus. Dude, I, I the Beastie Boys is probably one of the only acts that if they, and of course, um, I'm brave for on the one that's dead now. I could have told you. Um, uh, Mike D. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, one one of them. But yeah. One, one of the Beastie Boys has, has passed. Cancer, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but man, I would pay money to go see them in concert. Here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. Started way back in history with that boy MCA and Mike D. And who can, you, can't listen to, you can't listen to sabotage and not get fired up. Yeah, yeah. I loved it in a in a in one of the Star Trek movies. Like, listen with st- classical music, yeah. and then they throw on sabotage. Like, I mean, come on, what? And the video to sabotage is like a masterpiece. Yeah. Well, Clint, here's my number one, and some people that didn't make the list before I say it. Tupac did not make it for me, although I have mad respect. Ice Cube was one I thought about, but one line, and and today was a good day, made me not pick him because he said, Mama cooked the breakfast with no hog. No bacon, and you're saying it was a good day? No, sir. No, no. But it is a good day if I didn't have to use my AK. (laughs) Or if the the sign on the – Read the lights on the Goodyear blimp. Said Ice Cube's a pimp. That that's a good day, too. Yeah. Um, LL Cool J. Uh, I didn't even think about LL Cool J. Uh, listen, I I used to didn't like him. Um, I've I've started liking him. You know, part of it's because his conversion to Christianity, but also. I've gone back and listened to some of his other stuff and the dude's just talented and that's Kanye. Yeah. Um, another guy that I think I can't listen to his music because it's so daggum vulgar, but I do believe has talent and has a way of just writing some great lines. And that's little Wayne. He, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of his and I don't even like some of his music. I don't even like, but, uh, there's there's a couple songs that I've listened to that he just he doesn't I mean he comes out with some awesome lyrics. You know uh, who I really liked till he wrote a song that was ruining my life. What's that? Macklemore. Oh really? No, you got think about okay. Now I never I'm, got into him much. I'm gonna go into this diatribe here, and I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to listen to it because okay. it's half my podcast too. So as you know, I went through a divorce. Yeah, you didn't know that. And one thing that happened was that my wife met another man who yeah. drove a scooter, drove his little moped around. Yeah. And then right as that happened, he he did that song downtown, which was about a guy on a scooter. <laughs> like I just like should be like, oh, it's the awesomest song ever. It's like yeah. downtown. I should be like, we don't got no beef, boy. But no, I couldn't listen to the song because I was depressed. Thanks, Macklemore. Right. I hate you. <laughs> that's right well and here's here's another one nos oh he's another one one mic may be one of the best uh rap songs ever um 
it's, it's just Nas was uh, anyway too short was one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, I remember you loving too short. Yeah, too too short. Life is too short. Would you agree? Um, I've never been a huge fan of him, but I respect his talent. It's Jay Z. I love. Uh, I mean, I've liked some of his songs, you know, and everything. And he, he's talented and, and everything. I love, I love when him and Lincoln Park uh, did their out al- that album together. Um, I thought that was fire. That was really good. So my number one, Clint, was on your list also. Oh wow! And it is Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Can't you see? Yeah, I mean, words just hypnotize me. I just love your flashy ways, man. He did stuff with lyrics. And if you go, if you deep dive on some of his like videos of him doing rap battles and stuff, that dude was talented. Yeah, he was. I mean, you know, just talent. Out the, the only the only thing that kept him off my number one was just the longevity of the career. Yeah, 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 and and you're right there. Um, but I just <clears throat> I just have a lot of respect for his ability. I guess and that and that was the thing. Was, I think he was fantastic. He, he was very entertaining. Yeah, he may maybe the best entertainer on the. Yeah, um, but that's uh, you know, man. There's that's a, that's a those are good lists, man. Yeah. Those are those good are most, uh, no, when we brought up this, you know, we brought it up a couple weeks ago, talked about doing this. It's like, man. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, obviously, because I mean, what, what would happen when we were kids? And this is a true story. Travis got my home phone number. Um, he looked it up in the phone book. Yeah. That's the thing where you used to look at phone numbers. Yeah. He called me on a landline. I would go to my, my, my phone that was attached to the wall in the kitchen. And Travis would like literally play me songs. Go, hey, listen to this song. Yeah, and hold and hold and hold his phone to the, the thing, and that's how I got introduced to rap. Yeah, true story. True that's story. True. I mean, I mean, that's going back to probably sixth, seventh grade that we I, do. And probably when I was doing that is because I just joined Columbia House <laughs> and I'd got my twelve free CDs for a penny or what, or twelve CDs for a penny, <laughs> and most of them were rap. <laughs> Oh, that used to be the deal. You'd send them a penny, they'd give you 12 CDs. Yeah, and then you're supposed did to buy Bellics, Did Velix get you to sign up for that? Is that who got uh, you? I signed up a couple different times. Billy, Billy Velic, he's the one that he got me into. He's like, hey, look at this great deal. Yeah. I probably you know, still owe Columbia House money. I, I don't know. <laughs> Are they still? I know old Blockbuster money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, I, um, I've i always been a fan of rap, man. I, I just always have, and. Uh, I'm thankful there's some, there are some, some gems out there that are Christian now. And so that makes it easier. I gotta, I gotta kind of filter what I listen to because uh, try to keep it clean, try to keep it clean, but I do have a lot of respect for the talent of rapping. And, uh, and so, uh, and, you know, some of you out there may think, well, there's no talent to that. You're wrong. It's a, it's an art form. It's a talent and it's a, uh, Anyway, and these are you know what, you know the what else Travis are the best ever at it. Yeah, you know what else, Travis? What's that? Pluto equals aliens. What? Pluto equals aliens. Pluto does equal aliens. 
It does. Folks, yeah. let us know. Do you want that shirt? What's the shirt? Pluto equals aliens. Do you want that? And we can put Big C, Bigger T podcast on the back. That's right. Hey, listen. We need that. You need that in your life. Let us know. Pluto hey, equals aliens. You know what next week is, don't you, buddy? Oh, it's the big boy. It's, it's a big one. Smash cake coming my way. Going to get me the Elmo smash cake. Ugh, That's ugh. right. Number 52. What does 52 add up to? 52 weeks? That makes one year, Clint. One year. The one-year anniversary. What's that, the paper anniversary or something? Anyway. I don't know. One year since we started this little ragtag event we call the podcast. And Happy birthday to us. That's right, baby. I'm excited about it. And uh, so – Tune in next week, but hey, for this one, like and share Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also we're hopefully you enjoyed. If you haven't watched it yet or listened to it, last week we did a um, extra interview with Dion Holloman, young man that was is trying to make it in professional football. This week, we're going to have one dropping later in the week. Uh, a guy named uh, Danny Drain. Did I say that right? Drain? Drain, yeah. Drain. He did it with a southern twang, but yeah. yeah. I kept, when Clint kept introducing him to me, I, I thought he said dream. But it's not dream, it's drain. Anyway, it was a, we did the interview earlier. It's an awesome interview. If you are a UFC, MMA, uh, mixed martial arts, fan participant or you just like it you need to listen to that podcast okay i am not a big like i don't watch ufc fights i don't know like i know who um uh this guy helped train and uh, has been a part of um what's his name Bryce mitchell thug, Bryce nasty. Mitchell, thug nasty uh who's from arkansas represents arkansas so well uh he and has a fight this week um, but he, he's been a part of his life and a part of his training, but, um, he, he's been a part of a whole lot of other stuff and he's, he's been around a long time, trained lots of people. He's helped train our boy Clint and his jujitsu and helped him to get where he's at as a black belt. And so we want you to watch that one because I think you'll enjoy it. Even if you're not, Look, I enjoyed the conversation big time, and and I'm not, I'm not all sold in UFC. I don't yeah. have a lot of UFC and much martial arts knowledge, but I got a lot out of it. I think it was an interesting listen. So, um, uh, hopefully, you'll you'll pay attention to that, enjoy it, like, share it, and uh, and all that. Okay, Clint, anything you want to say on that? I no, sense? man, it, it was a great interview, um, you know, and, and the man's been a lot to my life, as, you know, as has Travis, you know, they they both made difference, made me a better man and a better person, so. And, and we uh, love doing these interviews, y'all, because one thing, I just, man, I love people, and I love hearing their stories, and I love seeing, like, where they came from, what they've been through, and what makes them tick, and, uh, and this one, this interview is, is the same way. It's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. And so uh, we're going to keep trying to have some of these every now and then. We don't know when the next one will be, 
or who it'll be, but um, these were uh, Dion and, and Danny were two that uh, both of us really wanted to get on here. And so uh, we were excited to do that and uh, get them out there. And so we're going to try to keep doing that more often. And um, hopefully you like those, but you know what? I don't care if you like them. I enjoy doing it, Clint. I enjoy it. I enjoy no, and it was great because, I mean, I was like, hey, I'll quarterback at you, you know, because normally when we do interviews and stuff like that, you're the serious straight lace guy. And I'm like, the boxers are brief guy. Yeah. And so we thought it was going to be different, but you had a lot of good questions because you were able to ask questions from a guy that doesn't know a lot about him. Well, and, and, that, and that tells you that, you know, someone that doesn't know as much about it didn't get a lot out of it because I asked those questions because – he was saying things that interest me that, that right. I thought was excellent, excellent points. So, anyway, yeah. watch it's, it. it's a very good. Both, both Dion Holloman, great interview, great story. Yeah. Danny Green, great interview, great story. A great Listen, young okay. man that is, you know, if you hadn't seen the Dion Holloman one, watch it. He's a great young man that's come out of a lot of stuff. And just his attitude about all the stuff he's came through will inspire you. Um, this interview with Danny, just the man that he is and his dedication to his sport and his understanding and why, how he sees it impacting people's lives uh, is going to inspire you also. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to inspire you. We're here to inspire you to, to root on the hogs, to try to entertain you a little bit, entertain you a little bit, to think about things, maybe think about them a little differently and to, Talk about with your friends who the best rap artists are. Is there someone we left out that we you think, boy, you're an idiot? Well, maybe so. That's all right. Clint, awesome dude. Great week, great show, great time. You the man. Have a great week. And uh big thanks to Hometown Roofing. We hadn't talked about them in a while. Bob B. No, Hometown Roofing. We ain't bought me dinner in a while. Shot Michelle. Definitely yeah. Shot Michelle. Shot Michelle, thankful always for his music. And uh, hey. And I love, I love the lead-in. I love it. Love it. Good stuff. Listen, y'all, be great out there. Have a great week. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no harvest till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change 